the six in the mix. Trivia time. Uh, we'll have an uplifting word. Uh, we have a new uh, a new topic uh, coming up. Calling your shot. Uh, Ryan will share that with us a little bit later, and we get to hear a little bit more about Jeremy as he'll do the bio and uh, the fix your eyes at the end. So let's get into it. Jeremy, why don't you share us uh, share with us a little bit about yourself? Love to. My name is Jeremy, and I have lived in the Midwest now for uh, over 20 years now. It seems like a long time, but I originally grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, moved to the Midwest to go to college out in Minnesota, where I met all of you gents. It's been a wonderful time, uh, just our friendships and all the things that we have done together. And I'm really excited about doing this podcast as well. I live now in northeast Northeast Wisconsin, and I've uh, been in the education world for about 19 years, and really enjoy uh, teaching and enjoy students and young people uh, specifically. Hobbies include things like playing sports, although I don't do that much anymore, uh, but I also really enjoy uh, outside activities, and I've been really getting into doing some things like uh, hobby farming and gardening and that kind of thing. So that is now kind of the pendulum has gone from athletics to doing those kinds of things. Really enjoy that with my family. I've got six kids, three biological and three we have just adopted about a couple months ago. So that's kind of a a wonderful thing and enjoy that. And uh, my wife and I have really enjoyed family and enjoyed making impact on, on kids that are sometimes less fortunate. So that's a little bit about me and just excited to be part of this group. Thanks so much, Jeremy. We'll uh, look forward to hearing uh, more from you from a devotional side at the end. Uh, Let's get into uh, uh, trivia time. We're going to start off with Bible trivia. As always, your name is your buzzer, so uh, speak it out if you know the answer. Here is question number one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Bible trivia? Are we talking New Testament, Old Testament? (laughs) Do we get any? No clues. Any type of clues. Just do it. Just straight up, six, this six is, books of the Bible. Boom. Go. Yep. Yep. Front, front to back. Buckle it up. And he wins. We already know. Intertestamental Ryan. period. Ryan wins. Yeah. <laughs> I want, I want Second Pentateuch. Maccabees. I want Pentateuch. I want Pentateuch trivia for five hundred, please. <laughs> this is not Jeopardy. <laughs> At least not yet. Let's build up to that. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Take two, Bible trivia. What books of the Bible did Solomon write? Ryan. Go ahead. Proverbs. Song of Solomon. Ecclesiastes. The end. Sorry, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. What books of the Bible did Solomon write? Ben. Who's next? Go ahead. Two books, Proverbs and Song of Solomon. That is 
Incorrect. Wow. Well, man, I oh god, geez, we, we know he wrote one, but what were the other ones? I'm waiting to hear a name. Am I allowed to ring back in or not? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're you're, you're on the, Jeremy. Jeremy. These questions were picked mainly for you, Ryan, so you get them wrong. And I nailed it. <laughs> I say Proverbs, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, and Psalms, which means he's got his hands in all of them. Yes, Dad <laughs> nails it. He sticks the landing. That's a 10. Well done. That's right. That's right. So again, just to review, yeah. we've got uh, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, uh, some Proverbs, and uh, a little bit of Psalms. So, Okay, now, Ryan, let's hear why that is wrong. Why, why did I lose? Why did I lose? Because I'm uh, supposed you, to win. <laughs> I don't well, think so. There, there's, there's two sides to the trivia, so now we move into the music trivia where you're a bit more prepared. Oh, Apparently yeah, you're we, bot- we got two categories oh, yeah. tonight. This is this is two pronged. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Some redemption. Some redemption. Okay. Sweet. All right. Here we go again. So uh, again, we need name of the artist and we need name of the song. Okay. Your name is your buzzer. Here we go. Don. Oh man. Go ahead, Don. Cathedral's champion of love. Oh yeah. No. It's got to be. Sorry. No. Don, I was right right with you. I was, I picked this one for you too, Don. Dang it. (laughs) Anybody up next? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Are you kicking yourself now, Don, or what? No. Anybody, anybody name? Any name? (laughs) I can't, I can't, can you turn it up? I can't hear it. Oh, I, I muted you, Ryan. You're not winning this one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get better headphones, bud. All right. If, if nobody knows, Don, you want a second stab at it? No, no. I, I, I can't hear it. I have a chance if I can hear it. You should get better headphones. Then. <laughs> I know the voice. I just can't. I can't place it. I can't place it with the name. But, uh, this is a good one, though. This is a good one. Yeah, it's not the. Uh... Do you re- do you know it now, Don? Well, I know the tune, but I can't remember the song name. And I'll we'll have it here in, in two seconds. Here. Yeah, when it hits the uh, chorus here. Wow, I thought I thought for sure Don would get it. That's I picked this one I, on purpose. Ryan, Ryan. Yeah, go go ahead. <laughs> I don't know the name of the song, but this is Don's quartet. He used to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Don's quartet that he used to sing it, but these yeah. uh, these guys are slightly better. <laughs> just a smidge. Hey. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so so here's the reason why I picked this one because it's off this symphony of praise that I heard. I this guy who driven a sob around got it stuck in there, oh, and. Run. It's it's scars and stripes by the cathedrals. So I, I I found that I found that album and I went through it and there's like you know dig 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 a little deeper, but they start oh, yeah. with that. So it's just like whoever yeah. can hear it fast enough. I was like, man, I, I I think Don will get that one. The the Bible one, I didn't I didn't know if uh, if I would stump everybody with that, but that was fun. Oh. All right, well get some Southern gospel in you. Yeah, Don, that yeah. was like a meat that was a meatball right down the middle. 
I don't know, Don. I, I think I think I think the uh, I think Champion of Love starts off very similar. It does. It does. I mean, I that's exactly what went through my head was Cathedral's Champion of Love. That's exact when you said your name, I was like, oh well, he gets one. That was that was that was wild. Ah man. That was fun. Scars and stripes were not my was not one of my uh, probably my least favorite from that from that album. I would always uh, I w- I always appreciated the subs because they had that that fast forward track thing you know where you you'd fast forward it and it would pop to the next song right about way right after it was done <laughs> fast forwarding. <laughs> you guys remember that? Oh, oh yeah, that was it. That was it's no wonder random. the tape got stuck in the deck. Yeah, <laughs> you kept fast forwarding like that. <laughs> you steered you. <laughs> Problem solved. Good, good point. Uh, <laughs> well, trivia was more a debacle than uh, than anything else today. But well, mission accomplished. I didn't win any, so you, your mission was accomplished. That's a win. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a Vikings That's loss it. and a Green Bay loss. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> right, right. It's all right. equals out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 good living. All right, let's get uh, let's get into the the topic of uh, face coverings. Uh, obviously, during this pandemic, that's been a big one. Uh, no matter which side of the uh, of the coin that you're on, I thought just a good way to start is just let's try to get a, a flavor of, of where we're at in the country as far as uh, maybe face cover uh, expectations, mandates, orders, and then you know kind of viewpoint. So, Jeremy, why don't we start with you in uh, Wisconsin? Yeah, in Wisconsin, we've we've been very uh, loose, I think, and and able to decide for our own on many um, on many levels. But over the last two weeks, many stores, you know, WalMarts, the Targets, all those stores have just really kind of dominoed. You know what it reminded me of again when when COVID was first announced, and all of the NCAA, the NBA, all these teams started closing things down. It was like this domino effect. I get the same exact feeling with uh, mass required, and we have been in a very, very, um, I guess, free uh, state to be able to do what we want, but that is no longer uh, the case. It is very much so uh, community after community, county after county, health department after health department is saying uh, mass are required in public. I happen to live in a county that has not declared that, and the county executive has decided that that is not going to happen, and they have no wherewithal to do that yet because of the fact that our numbers are so low. And because we live in a smaller community, we I guess that might be in the, the advantage. But to go to any shopping, any restaurant, anywhere, you have to wear a mask at this point. So, you know, it's, it's, it's coming, and I think that's going to be uh, ridden out all the way into the fall and particularly into to start of school, but we'll see. But that's what it is. That's the temperature right now. Jeremy, what uh, at your church, uh, how are you guys handling that? We have face masks and sanitizer, hand sanitizer uh, at the door and other places for people to wear um, those things. We have we have moved pews around uh, to give more distance in between uh, people. However, really the the I guess the the overwhelming practice is to not shake hands, stand a little bit distant from people, but really we have had full services. In fact, maybe even fuller services since before uh, COVID. So it's difficult because we want to be mindful of that. There are 
several people who do uh, wear masks. And then we've got um, places that they could go uh, that uh, are, are basically clean rooms um, that they could they could watch and participate in the service actually here on campus uh, if they so desired. But we find that most people who are really at risk or those who are reticent to come are just following us on Facebook and, and our, our channel there and are able to, to you know, be part of us there. So uh, as a consensus, generally speaking, we are, we are um, okay with those who are around here. But again, we don't have really this, this spike at all. And I think people that are part of our church... Uh, are are maintaining distance and other things from other people, you know, during the work week. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's 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 a difficult thing to manage. We do have a policy that if COVID does happen, and it's going to happen at some point, we think that we will we will shut things down for 14 days. We will not have any services until um, everybody else is uh, feeling just fine or those who are feeling fine. Uh, We're going to have kind of a similar thing for school too, but uh, just social distancing and keeping apart from people and kind of maintaining that on a, just a a normal everyday uh, Sunday basis is what we're doing, what we're doing and what's been effective so far. Don, uh, how about the uh, Twin Cities? Well, the uh, city of Minneapolis has mandated um, masks for everybody. If you're in Minneapolis, you have to be wearing a mask is what my understanding is. Um, In my area, it is not the case. um, So it's not required. But I was taking a look around just this week, this weekend, we were went to the store, to the grocery store. Um, not required to wear a mask in the grocery store. I'd say about 50% of the people in the store had them. Drove by a water park type place, and uh, that place was packed. And yeah. <laughs> nobody wearing masks there. Yeah, it was right. packed. I mean, it wow. was crazy hot, but it was like, you know, 10 or 11, 11 o'clock in the afternoon, and that, that place was packed. And it was, a, it, it, we had some pretty uh, substantial heat. Uh, this this weekend so people were out trying to cool off but yeah there was nobody wearing masks and uh so yeah it's been but i suspect that uh um, you know we're gonna get the mask mandate soon because i feel you jeremy i feel like it's the uh, dominoes are coming they're gonna fall (laughs) which is which is okay you know it's fine yeah did they change the definition of afternoon in the twin cities just checking ten, 10 or 11 in the afternoon I'm to go forward or backwards what like, I know some crazy stuff's happened there but like I think 11 o'clock is afternoon is it not 11 o'clock is afternoon in my book I'm like if you're up yeah I say it's mid morning <laughs> mid morning mid morning is like 10 Brian, new oh, topic. One hour. <laughs> Early onset. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, interesting. Thanks for the Twin Cities update. <laughs> I walked a little bit to the south. Uh, Ryan and Ben, what's the what's the tenor down there? Well, across, yeah, across southern Minnesota, there are several municipalities that have put uh, the policies in place to wear masking, masks indoors. Um, it, it's primarily just been indoors, so not all public places, but indoors only. And uh, at least some of the towns that I visited, it seems like there's a majority of people are, you know, following that policy. We've had a few 
articles in the newspaper and things of businesses not enforcing that policy. And so there's been a little bit of back and forth, some people not adhering to it. But for the most part, they're following the policy, especially with some of the bigger medical institutions across southern Minnesota, like Mayo Clinic. Um, There's a lot of interest in seeing their positions and following their recommendations since that's right in our backyard. Gotcha. Ryan, anything to add on that? Uh, I've got nothing to add. I think the city council and the mayor overwhelmingly agreed to enforce masking for all indoor places here in our city. So that has been what been about a week or two now, two weeks, maybe. So two, two, two weeks we've been going on. And, and before that we had done plenty of that as a, as a family, if we went indoors. So, yeah. So in Ohio, we, uh, the governor's ranked risks by county. And so the county that I live in, I live in a different county than I work in, but both those counties are at like the mid-level range. And the the county that I work in is about to approach the second highest range, both at the third tier and the fourth tier uh, face covers are required um, indoors um, when you, and then also outdoors when you can't maintain the social distance. Uh, But at my workplace since May the 4th, we have mandated uh, face covering. So it's been something I've been living with um, for over two months now. So question for for you guys is, is mandating face masks a strategy for the government to control uh, sovereign citizens' lives? Is it a control tactic taking away liberty? There, there are a lot of people who believe it is. I don't think it is. I have tried to balance both people who have this viewpoint and those who live and die by the mask, that this this is vital to all our survival as a race. And I think what I've done is just try to look at those who are involved in medicine, the scientific minds, who I don't think have a political bone to pick. I could, I could be wrong. Uh, we, we've, we've seen some crazy things over the last three years involving some FBI folks uh, that, that should be doing their duty, their due diligence. We expect certain things out of them, but I, I don't think that's happening medically. So I've tried to trust their word. I, for me, I don't think it's the government trying to control us. I think of it as I sometimes the the pessimist in me think of it, thinks of it as the bottom line, and who has the most to gain from <laughs> requiring everybody to wear masks. And I don't know. I just I just I want to see the science. I want to see the data that tells me that uh, masks are going to effectively squash this. I mean, and I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the data yet. Now, if a place tells me I've got to, if I got to go to a store and wear a mask, yeah, I'm going to wear a mask. Uh, you know, they they could tell me, you know, to wear whatever I need to wear to go buy their buy their products. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, if I want that product bad enough, I have a choice not to do it. So, but wearing it everywhere, I don't know. You know, I I was thinking about this too. I was like, you know, I remember a time. Back in the, I'm old enough to remember when seatbelts were required. They made the seatbelt law, and I remember the the data they put out. I mean, they put out a huge publicity. You know, all you remember the test dummies or whatever crashing into walls at 90 miles an hour and talking about it afterwards. You know, you know, that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I remember that, and that you know, 
they had the data. They, I understood it. Yeah, that makes sense. This is a law. They're going to require us to do it. We all got to follow it. If we don't, we get we get a ticketed or something like that. Um, you know, this, I'm still kind of like, where's the data? What is the proof that tells me that if I wear this mask, the COVID is going to is going to be controlled? I just still don't have that. I just still don't have that data. And I'm afraid that the government is telling me to do something based on they might think it's the right thing to do. And I think there's a difference between anecdotal data, which anybody can, you know, come up with an actual hard, fast science evidence, because everybody's going to argue from their, their, their vantage point, their viewpoint. And that's what that like you, that's what frustrates me. I want to know what is truth? What is it really? And if this mask wearing is going to happen and it's going to do something concrete, great, let's do it. But if it's not, and you hear all these doctors and professionals on both sides of this issue arguing back and forth, it leaves the common man still going, well, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, I, I still don't know what to do because there's no concrete evidence. And Ryan, you were saying that, you know, you're listening to, to healthcare professionals and, and it's true, I, but for everyone that says wear a mask, there's another one that says don't. So it's hard for me uh, to be honest with you. I'm just really caught in the middle. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to lead my family or, or lead in, in church and other places. You know, what, what, what do you do? One of the advantages I've had just, you know, having my, my responsibility from a work perspective, be in safety and health, um, and also having the opportunity to, to work at a local safety council and, and, and help with the programming. We had some, some, uh, fairly higher up doctors, one of them being one of the 12 that consults with the CDC on these things. And they shared a nice, um, you know, kind of a, a nice package, but the thing that, and again, trust me, I'm, I do not like wearing the face coverings at all. I'm not a big fan of it. But what they said is because, you know, it's, this is past respiratory and there's droplets, you know, they had a comparison, you know, here's, here's two people not wearing any face coverings. And though the numbers weren't there because it, Again, it's 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 so tough because it's not an exact science, but they said that they shared that you know if you're wearing face coverings, it reduces the the micro droplets by up to as much as seventy percent as far as getting out, uh, getting out there. And again, that's one doctors you'll probably hear a bunch of different numbers depending on who you talk to. But what was interesting, he said, if only seventy five percent of people out in public wore the masks, he said we would we would beat it. So they're really? not you know at least this doctor said we don't even need to have 100% if 75% if you can't meet the physical distancing requirements then if you wear a, a face covering then that'll be the best and i think you know when you don't know about something what do you do you you know if there's an enemy out there you don't know everything about it but you you kind of know some things you're probably going to be a bit more conservative on your you know your approach to it and so that's why i think the face coverings have have been uh you know have been something that's been extremely divisive but uh, for me, in what I understand, I think we do it in my mind to serve others. You know, it, maybe not serve myself, but it's about serving others. And I think that you know, you come back to it from a biblical perspective. You know, I think what is it? Paul said in one of his letters. You know, we don't use liberty as an excuse to do what we want, but in love we serve one another, right? And so I guess that's the approach I try to take with it. But it's it's tough, man. It's it's a very polarizing issue. How, how have you seen, uh, how has fear played into face coverings, either in the family or those types of things? Is fear a motivator for this? I'd say, yeah, fear is definitely a motivator just because, um, you know, we have lost 
close friends and people we know to COVID, uh, we do are, you know, we do think about it, but we still are at the same time, I don't know, that skeptic in us is telling us, really, do we real is requiring face masks really going to solve the trick? I mean, if, if, if it truly is, I think if that truly is going to stop us or, or stop this thing, then I think we should be also wearing hazmat suits everywhere we go then. I mean, I mean, it just seems, it's, I don't know. It just, there seems like yeah. a, a double Why not standard. pull the trigger yeah. then? Yeah. It just seems like right. there's something more to it than just, we all have to wear a face mask and then it's all going to go be fine. What's yeah, it going to be next? Our governor had, had he kind of did a goofy thing this past week and he's been great. I, you know, uh, he's been fantastic governor DeWine throughout this whole thing, but he has a regular press conference, two o'clock every day, 2 PM every day. Well, he canceled it for the the one day and he said, I'm going to move it to five 30 the next day. Cause I want everybody to hear it. And so we're like, Oh crap, here comes more mandates, more orders. And he, he ultimately was more like a pep talk, like a father talking to, to their kids, like, hey, here's here's kind of what we need to do. But it was interesting. He said, hey, a month ago, Florida and Arizona, you know, we're seeing what we're seeing now. And now they're spiking. Right. And so I think he was challenging us to do that. And I'm like, I'm thinking, OK, he's setting us up. OK, we're going to mandate the masks across everywhere. But no, he he didn't. And, it, and what I thought was unique with that is like if. You see us heading down the path where two two states that were spiking, then why not do everything you can? Like you said, hazmat suit or maybe it's face coverings and face shield, those types of things. But it, it's such a tough dynamic with an economic impact, too. You can't shut everything down again. How do you mitigate the risk when you go out without hampering people's ability to provide for their family or keep their businesses going? That, that, I, any person in politics right now is, you know, we, we should uphold them in prayer because they're, they're fighting almost a no-win battle. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, you know, some of you guys have said we see one doctor say one thing, another doctor say another thing. And that is that is frustrating. That's why we we struggle. And I think you can understand both sides of this argument right now. I like liberty as much or more than most people. But when I remove political ideas, things I don't know about, I'm just going to common sense. And Matt, you talked about it. I feel like if you have something in front of your mouth and you don't know if you have the disease and it's going to reduce the viral load that goes into the air, which I understand the keys to getting this virus are viral load and an amount of time exposed, then if we all did that, wouldn't that indeed make what the director of the CDC, Robert Redfield, say this week, make it true that if we all do this for five weeks, this would really suppress the virus. But Again, I say that and somebody will come up along the other side and say, sorry, masks have not been scientific. I've, I've seen what Jeremy talked about, some of these anecdotal, anecdotal ideas that are, okay, here's a, here's a little study we did, hasn't been peer-reviewed, but seems to prove some efficacy of masking. So I'm just, again, removing all politics, removing all rationale that, that, that's out there. I'm thinking logically, okay. Here's a mask. It's going to not let me send out as much viral load. That's what I'm going with right now with how, how I approach it. I don't want to wear it. I want liberty, but I want to get this virus kaput as quickly as I can. Well, I say the more, or I'm sorry, the less viral load Ryan is spewing out, I'm all for it. Let's do it. Mask it up. <laughs> I've never heard yes. these terms before. Viral load. 
Ryan, you you are a, an expert. I I'm just going with whatever you say from now on. Oh, God. Jeez, don't do it, scary. Don't do yeah. it, buddy. Feels good in the moment now, but don't commit to that. Very wise. Very wise. Wow. Uh, All right. Well, I think that put a bow on it. To mask or not to mask. Uh, Some good discussion there. Oh, boy. Right? Oh, he's... (laughs) Oh, boy. That's that's good. If only we had video up, Ryan. If only we had video up. You don't see Montreal in the background? No, no. Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Ben for the uplifting word of the week. Uplifting word of the week. July 19th is National Ice Cream Day. That's, oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. There's nothing more than that. that <laughs> yeah, you don't need any Why more. am I on with you clowns and not at the local <laughs> Dairy Queen then? Correct. <laughs> what am I doing? Exactly. So here's, here's to take it one step further. Here is the way to cure brain freeze when you've eaten your ice cream too quickly does anybody else know this trick no i don't you press your tongue against the roof of your mouth and it warms up those sensors that make your makes your brain go crazy when you have brain freeze so press your tongue against the roof of your mouth your brain will calm down brain freeze gone back to more ice cream wow so it's my it's just a recommendation you do it before or after you eat the ice cream as you're going, then you can avoid the brain freeze altogether. Just, you know, when you're taking a breath, hit that roof of your mouth and so you I can just get my through the... up against the roof of my mouth while the ice cream is in my mouth. No, after oh. it's just because you don't get brain freeze on every bite. You get brain freeze after you've started consuming, you know, a fair amount of ice cream. But you can get through that gallon in one sitting if you just keep that wow. tongue pressed against the roof of your mouth occasionally. I'm going to try this with stress relief as well. When I get stressed out, I'm just going to shove my tongue up in the roof of my mouth, see if it makes a difference, particularly when Ryan speaks. <laughs> yeah, so when the Bible says that your tongue is, you know, wicked, there is a really good use for your tongue. It can cure brain freeze. Nice. So just keep that in mind. Well, like Amen. It. That is good news. That is good news. Wow. That's amazing. I'm going to have another bowl of ice cream. <laughs> I already had one, so I'm going to have two now. Thank, thank goodness. Perfect. Perfect. I, I did have an RB shake earlier today, but they didn't give it to me for free, so that's too bad. Well, of course they did. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you weasel that out of them? Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they did not. They should have because it's National Ice Cream Day today. <laughs> oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that, so I wish I would have heard that yesterday. I would have been you know, banging down their door. Come on, man! Give me that! Give me that free ice cream. That's a viral load all over your door. <laughs> That's true. I, I would have been masking while I banged down their door. That's a good, that's a good oh my! That's great. <laughs> all right, all righty, R- Ryan. So we're going to have a little contest here, a weekly contest, and I'm going to – the good news is I get to be involved. So whereas Matt was trying to come up with questions that will preclude me from winning, I'm going to actually be part of this. So, Of course. I wonder how how that's going to work. 
<laughs> Roof of mouth, tongue, now. <laughs> I want you to put that pen away. I want you to open up an Excel file. Password protect that bad boy. Send it to us so I know what the password is. And we're going to change that password, okay? Let's, the, let's, the, cap, the captain's got to be the accountability. Check. <laughs> I want a password protected Excel file. Go. <laughs> Boy, I, I'd love to. I'm just not a guru with password protection. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be in. <laughs> the funny thing is we had a family friend visiting a few days ago, and he was telling my oldest daughter the story. He said, you know what your dad did to me back when he was in seventh grade? I came over to play a computer baseball game with him, and he was ahead of me 21 to 2 in the ninth inning. And then he says to me, oh, that's the button you used to hit the ball. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. So he was asking my daughter if I'm doing that to her. I'm, Come on. This is my daughter. Would I do that to her? Yes. <laughs> yes, you would. Guaranteed. Does that person have a pulse? Then yes, you would do it to that person. <laughs> so, well, we're going to we're going to make some predictions. So this week the question at hand and it's crucial because the season starts in just a few days. The MLB season is on its way. Thankfully, hopefully, barring any last minute chaos with COVID. But everybody here is going to identify whether they think they're favorite hometown team, the Minnesota Twins, if that team is going to win the American League Central Division. Now, keep in mind, you've got the powerhouses, the Tigers, the Brewers, the White Sox, and the Royals. Did I say Brewers? I may be wrong on Brewers. I don't think they're yeah. – are, are the Brewers starting their first game at 10 a.m. in the afternoon? <laughs> you think it's 11. <laughs> so, so yeah instead of brewers it's the indians where where matt lives so matt, matt absolutely knows the rivalry there so we've got the indians white Sox, tigers and royals in the american league central so will the twins in the 60 game season win the division so let's start off with my fellow resident in this town ben ben yes or no yes twins win the division and they're going to win it as much as you can in 60 games. They're going to win it going away. I like it. Write it down. Write it down like right it. now. You're down. You're down. Can we okay. can we can we say how many games or how many wins of the of those 60? Can we go even that far? We we could, but could could COVID put a cramp on oh, that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I don't know if it's worthwhile, but if if if, if you want to, sure. It, ben, do you want to just? Uh, Let's just say games. right now, if all 60 are played, let's just go off of the number 60. Okay. Out of 60. Out of 60, the Minnesota Twins will be victorious 41 times. Oh, wow. That is that is an impressive record. Okay. That's pretty good. Jeremy. You're next on my you're next on my box list here. Yeah, of of the teams you mentioned, I, I think yes, but I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 38 wins. Got it down. Got it down on my password protected pen. Nice. <laughs> More viral load. <laughs> Should I be masking while while we're talking? I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, Matt. What what do you got, Matt? You're probably now a Cleveland homer, huh? No, never, never. 
though I I will say when they were in the World Series, I was cheering for them like they were my hometown team. You know, and you and you you couldn't help but uh, cheer for them. Um, anyway, uh, they're a good squad. I think Chicago will be much improved. Um, but I do think the Twins uh, win the division. I've got <laughs> several small wagers at work at the workplace, so I need them to win. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> <even> clear. <laughs> uh, so it's no, it's it's so much fun living in another market. It's fantastic. But yeah, I think they will win. I'm going to call it forty on the forty on the numbers. Forty in the numbers. Go with my uh, basketball number. Got it down. Good call, John. Uh, yeah, they're going to win uh, the division, and they will uh, win uh, forty-five games. Whoa, forty-five and fifteen. That is seventy-five percent. They, they that that wow. that lineup from top to bottom is too good, and if they stay healthy, it's just it's going to be a that's vicious. It's going to be a hit fest. Uh, they're just their pitching, of course, just has to has to stay in line. And I think uh, they got some decent. Uh, I like the I like the pickups that they did with uh, what is that? Uh, Maya and uh, Maya and Hill. Hill, you know, I think that's a good uh, so some good follow up work. And who knows if Pineda can even come in at the. Uh, Mid-season, man, that'd be sweet if we could. Uh, Don, are you are you predicting that another flag is going to fly points. high atop the Boy, Twin Cities? You know, this is like I think they have a better chance this year than they have will have had than they would have had if they had played a full season. Just because I think they can they can get hot. Uh, that lineup no, can get true. hot at any time. The Twins have done well, like right out of the shoot. It just seems like after the after the sixty games, they just kind of dwindle a little bit or fall not fall completely apart, but they just don't have that stamina. But Don, you you make a great point. I thought of that. I know I do, and that's why five games. Wow, I'm almost close to predicting you know an LA Dodge, you know the Dodgers uh, uh, Twins World Series. So. You can write that down too on your on your uh, password protected pen, there, boss. <laughs> yeah, where where it's where it gets dicey though. I think the one player I think it comes down to, and you guys can argue with me if you want, but I think Byron Buxton, if he can stay healthy, like when he's in the games versus when he's not in the games, it is unbelievable what he brings. Yep. Speed on the base paths and then coverage out in the center field is unreal. And then they can move other people around instead of trying to cover the outfield with people who are less potent on the base path or with the bat. So if he plays well, if he has a, a strong season, I, I think we, I think we go to the world series. So that's, that's hard to argue with the Byron Buxton linchpin philosophy there. I'm, I'm going to throw that into the mix though. And I'm going to come out with a different linchpin. And because two of you have said 38 games, the other person said 40 games. I'm going to go with 39, but I will say, and here's my linchpin. If the great rich Hill can stay healthy, maybe 48 wins. <laughs> what? 48. That's right. Did That's you say right. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm saying if he can stay healthy, we go from 39 wins to 48. We go past what, what are you waving in the air over there? I wrote them down too, to make sure that there's accountability. <laughs> <laughs> well, 48 well games. Well <laughs> For, if, if Rich Hill can kick his fingernail blisters, whatever he's got working at the end of his hands, if he kicks those things, 
that guy is fun to watch. Maybe you should give him some advice. You know, when you're on the golf course, you had splinters and no, other things no, that happen. No advice. Maybe, maybe you should give him advice. some advice. No. Keep no. him healthy. <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> right. All I right. I don't want to pass the viral load any further. That's true. That's it. That's it. Well, fantastic. Fantastic. That, that's a great one. What, what are we going to call that segment there? Is that just calling your shot? Ryan, is that what we're going to go with? Is that the new topic? That's what I've written down. I'm open for suggestions, though. I like it. I like it. Call your shot. It's Stick good. with it. Yep. I like it. It's the best thing that's right. coming out of your mouth all this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, hey, we are going to we're going to uh, close the podcast down uh, with a segment, uh, Fix Your Eyes. We're going to turn it over to Jeremy. Yeah, fantastic. You know, as we were doing the uh, the first opening when we were talking about what books Solomon has written, uh, it's, it's no uh, surprise to me that I came up and read through Ecclesiastes just recently. And part of part of what I, I have anticipated in, in talking about just the next few minutes is the fact that you have the wisest man on earth who ever lived, the richest man, Arguably, you know, the the man who had the most of any man on the face of this planet. And he talks about right away, vanity, vanity is all his vanity. Everything on this earth. He he tried the wise way. He's tried uh, imposing uh, even on on the, the pleasures of life. And he said, it's all to the wind. Everything is to the wind. So as I read through the book, I couldn't help but think, where's my where's my spot? How do I fit in in this world as a husband? As a as a ministry uh, leader, as as just a man in our community, as a friend to others, and when you get down to the very last chapter, and he writes in the last uh, two verses, he says this: "The end of the matter has all been heard. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil." So, what is what is my response to that? We have to live life in light of whatever comes our way. Pandemic, uh, frustration with families, uh, dealing with kids that, that don't do what we want them to do, or, or maybe sickness uh, on another level than COVID, uh, perhaps um, the grief that we go through with uh, an early death uh, of somebody who we love, whatever the case may be, God knows it all. And in the end, Solomon says, is the wisest man, the one thing that you can do that will be maybe most uh, m- meaningful in this life is to simply fear God and keep his commandments. If we can do that as men, as friends, as, as you know, men to our families, uh, people, uh, leaders in our churches, in our communities, if we can fear God and keep his commandments, we do see truth. And there is no distinction between that. We don't have to have two people telling us what is right, what is wrong. God's word's true. And uh, I, I just want to leave us with that thought to, to fear God this week, to fear him honestly, and to keep his commandments. And, and if we're keeping his commandments, that means all those things that we have in our hearts or hide in our hearts that are secret, no longer are secret. They're, they're fleshed out and, and we have accountability with somebody else and, and we do confess those to God so that we can we can live our life and live it without fear of what this life can do, uh, but knowing and rejoicing that when God does change us into his glory, that uh, it will come with the promise of well done, thou good and faithful servant. So that's my thought for tonight. Fear God and keep his commandments. Wow. Amazing. 
Uh, great word, brother. You fixed. You, you you finished right at the end of the song too. That was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> just, that's that was spirit. That was spirit led, my friend. Thank it you was. so much. That's good. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Let's uh, let's all let's all do well to uh, think how we can love one another, serve one another. Um, and in the in the words of uh, this gang, way back in the day, you live once. So let's uh, let, let's apply that. Let's apply that. That's so true. We are six in the mix. Closing it out for episode number three.